Hello and welcome to the Believe Crew podcast. The business is you. I'm Jamie White, founder of Believe Crew and your host. Let's jump right in. I love to jump right in and today we have Bissy McGregor with us here. And I'm wondering, Bissy, if you can tell me when you started in business and a little bit about what you do and how you help your clients. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Jamie. So when did I start in business? Full-time business was 2018. I was uh, a corporate baby up until then. That's what I call myself. Uh, 22 years in corporate, corporate finance. And um, I shifted completely what I do. And uh, today I'm a life and mindset coach. I'm the founder of Fear to Freedom and the creator of the Live More, Fear Less methodology. So what I do in my business is I work with high achievers, business professionals, corporate professionals to go after whatever it is they desire without fear ever holding them back again. That's huge. Fear is huge. So I'm curious because I have zero experience in corporate. I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. And so for me, family business is the norm. Mm -hmm. How was it making that transition and what what was like the moment where you were like, this is, I, it's time. Yeah, yeah. So how was it? First of all, nerve wracking. So I always admired and envied people like you. And that was also people like you. When I say that is people who have the entrepreneurial background. And that was the excuse I gave myself. A lot of times, I don't know how to do this thing called business. I don't know how to do this. I don't have an entrepreneurial bone in my body. You know, I'm corporate. My father is an engineer. He was in corporate until he retired. My mom, a radiographer, corporate until she retired. I don't know how to do this thing. So needless to say, I was ridden by fear. And I was successful in in corporate. I mean, I climbed the ladder, the proverbial corporate ladder, you know, overlooking the Hudson and all of that in New York City. And there just came a point where something was missing, which finance was not doing at all. It just was not hitting that point for me. And uh, the moment I say to people that I've had three divorces in my life, I know, don't don't judge me. They're not all men, not all women. It's one man. (laughs) The second is my corporate career. And the third really was the biggest piece of it, which was me who was trapped in my own fear, trapped in climbing this ladder or trapped in a relationship where I didn't recognize who I was. Isn't that amazing? Like we don't even know that that's, oh my goodness. Like when I think about the things that I've learned in the last couple of years, I was stuck and didn't know it. You know, it's like you just, like how do you describe being somewhere that you don't totally want to be, but not knowing that you're actually there. (laughs) And so being trapped by fears and fears that are really not, I mean, they don't hit you in the face and say, I'm a fear, Mm -hmm. by the Mm way, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they kind of come up and just kind of keep you stuck. But so, so there's this moment where you're in corporate and you're like, nope. And I'm going to, I love that, that you're divorcing three different, through three different. Yes. I had to, I really had to Jamie. Otherwise, I no longer recognize myself. Mm. I didn't recognize who who I was, my voice, my values, none of it. It was Mm -hmm. like, I just didn't, I was busy checking boxes. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it seemed like the one box that was missing was a box of my heart. And just that just was not in the equation at all, at all. Mm. And I, what I've realized in my journey and the journey of a lot of my clients and women that I talk to, a lot of people yeah. are trapped, whether yeah. in relationships and jobs they don't prefer, in friendships even. Yes. Yeah. In lives they do not prefer, you know. I had a conversation with a young lady just recently, and it was her 20th wedding anniversary. And she posted a picture of her and the husband and the whole family and all of that beautiful. Yeah. And I said, I want to know what the truth is. Mm -hmm. What's going on? And we get on the phone and, I mean, do you have a cold? What's going on? She'd been crying. Just crying and crying. I said, what is going on? I just had this intuitive hit to reach out. Like, mm -hmm. I want to know what is the truth of this picture? Because something didn't seem right. So everyone on the outside, they're all looking at this picture and everybody's doling out congratulations and all of that stuff. She's busy crying. They have no clue that they have not spoken. Her and her husband have not spoken in weeks. He's not even home. They do not sleep in the same room. So fear will have you conforming because it says, oh, you have to have a marriage that looks like it's working. Right, right. And people are dying inside, you know. So I had to say to myself, this is on. an, ep I would like to say that this is an epidemic, yeah. but I come from a similar belief system of believing that we're seeing all these pictures that make it seem like everything is fine, mm -hmm. but the reality is something different. And we're not sure how, like we've been trained mm -hmm. to present as though everything is fine and we've not been trained on how to deal with. So how do you help clients through that? Oh gosh. Yeah. So it's really, for me, the first step is awareness. Mm. I think so many people are walking around asleep. They don't know. Do you listen to Anthony DeMello? No. <laughs> oh, he's, he has a book where it's called Awareness. And then he says, everyone is asleep. Oh my goodness, look at that. I don't know who that is, Anthony DeMello. Okay. It's so great, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so I really truly believe we're walking around asleep. People do not know who they are at all. And that was my big first step, this awareness. Who am I? What does my voice sound like? What do I like? What do I not like? What are my values? What do I stand for? What are my standards? How do I make decisions? You know, one of the big statistics that kind of shifted everything for me earlier on in my career or my journey, this personal growth journey was this statistic that talks about more than 75% of our decisions are rooted in fear. What? Okay. More than 75%. And I, let me break this down. This basically says you're usually saying yes to a thing you want to say no to and no to a thing you want to say yes to 75% of the time. And then you go to bed and you're like, why did I, uh, I really don't even want to go there. Why did I, all right, tomorrow I'm not going to. And then tomorrow you do the same thing over and over again. This is incredible. Like I knew that fears were driving a lot of decisions and that it was, I, I mean, I, I've had a post on LinkedIn that I've been working on where it says something like, um, you know, low confidence and anxiety and fears are plaguing organizations today because it's the the um, employees coming in don't have the ability to operate out of love instead of fear. But I didn't know these statistics. Yes. This is incredible. Yes. 
Yes, yes. So we're usually making a decision based on a certain outcome. Oh, I don't want them to think I'm stupid, so let me show up this way. I don't want them to think, um, let me do this, as opposed to what you truly want. I visited an office not too long ago. I did a Facebook Live about this, and there was this frame in the off in a conference room, and it said, huge, work hard and be nice to people. And I remember staring at this thing, and I was like, no, is this the issue? <laughs> this is the issue. So I'm thinking to myself, people are coming in every day looking at this thing, Work hard, work hard, work hard. It's embedded in our subconscious. Heck, we've been told this since we were little. Hey, honey, you're going to have to work hard. You know, now you're in third grade. Now you're going to middle school. You're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to work hard. So we go to work trying to work hard. Everything is just rigid and hard. And then the second piece is be nice to people. For me, nice is being pol polite like takes away our right to be authentically who we are, to self-express. Right, right. And then to other people, like whatever happened to us in the equation. Right. It's interesting because I'm an Enneagram 8, and so I'm a challenger. And so for me, being nice is so different than someone that is an Enneagram 2. You know, like they might be interested in people-pleasing, and I'm more like, I'm going to challenge what you're saying, and that's me being nice. <laughs> And I'll talk to wives that are like, you know, my husband is just really, you know, some the way that they describe him. And I'm like, uh, just so you know, that's probably me in the relationship. So like, I know you're really nice and like harmony seeking and whatever, but I'm not. <laughs> and like, I want permission to be able to be me. So I want them to have permission to be them. Like if you are built to be a challenger, be a challenger in a healthy way, understand, understanding my own gifts and strengths and what is it when I'm healthy and what is it when I'm not? Because an Enneagram 8, when we're not healthy, not pretty, mm, <laughs> like, yes. not permission, you know, Absolutely. to be that. But so I love that you have studied this at this level and that you help your clients with this. How is it that you found building your business when you are stepping into business and you know, finding some of these fears that you didn't know were there before. How do you work through that for yourself? <laughs> I got to walk myself through my own methodology, number one. <laughs> when you coach yourself, right? Yes. And also really, really have mentors and coaches as well. I mean, I think I would not be where I am today in business. So I left corporate in May 2018. Within 18 months, I took my business to a little over $200,000. Within 18 months. That's incredible. Yeah. Even I know it. Thank you. And yeah. I know I wouldn't be there, wouldn't have created that if I didn't have mentorship or a coach by my side. Because here's the truth. When I first started the first couple of months, I was at my computer 15 hours a day trying yeah. to figure it out. Putting in yeah. the same hours I did when I was at corporate, but not getting any result. And I'm thinking, what is going on? What is going on? I remember when I started doing videos and there was this, what uh, I would call my representative, you know, trying to get, be, be super professional and all that stuff. And the people I'm meant to work with, they don't recognize me. They cannot hear me because, you know, and of course I was operating from fear. I don't want to be rejected. Right. Therefore, fear says the riskiest thing you could do is be yourself. 
So you better talk like somebody wow. else is talking. You better do it the way Jamie. You, she has that microphone that has that thing. You better do right. that. Right. You right. know, so wow. coming against these things and being able to identify them. So what I do with my clients is that awareness piece. And when you begin to see and notice what your fears are, because like you yeah. said, it's not, it doesn't say, hey, I'm fear. And it mm -hmm. doesn't always feel like oh, I'm afraid. Right. There isn't always anxiety connected no. to it. Interesting. That's very no. true. No, it could look like overwhelm. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'm so tired. It could look like just busy. Mm -hmm. It could look like not being able to say I'm sorry or asking for what you want, mm -hmm. asking for support. So if you're able to identify those things quick enough, then you're able to do something about it. You know, and when usually when I remind myself or my clients that it's not you, fear is just doing its job. Like fear is the only reason why fear is to keep you safe. That's all it is. That is all, all it is. And it does its job quite relentlessly and very well. You know, but what what's important to know is that fear, and I love what one of my mentors, Rhonda Britton, says. She says, fear is an affirmation of your growth. Mm, love that. Yeah, because the only time fear yeah. rears its head is when you're stepping out of your comfort zone. When you're doing something unknown and you're like, I don't know, am I going to be rejected? Are they going to say right. yes? Are they going to say no? Am I going to fail? Am I going to succeed? That's the only time fear right. comes up. So if you begin to see that and say, ooh, that must be growing. <laughs> I love it. New perspective. New perspective. I love it. Exactly. So yes, um, really pushing against all of those. So walking myself through my own methodology, using my own tools and leaning on support was really huge for so me. When you first started the business and you were sitting at the computer 15 hours a day and not getting that traction that you were thinking about, then what changed? Oh gosh, it kept doing that over and over. And then I had conversation. I just started having conversations. You know, I, I was doing a lot of uh, free stuff. Let me do this free webinar. Let me do this free. And let me try to figure it. Take and then finally something clicked and said, this is where you, let's go ask for some support. Let's have a conversation with someone who has been where you are trying to go Let, let's let's just try that busy let's see what happens. light bulb moment yeah, let's, let's see what happens <laughs> you know and i did i had this conversation and i said you know what this is the time and what it required was courage on my end courage to really bet on myself because that is for me that's what that investment in a men in mentors or coaches is being willing. It's not an investment in them. I'm the investment. That's huge. Yeah. So, so huge. That's absolutely huge. Mm -hmm. That's what um, I love to think about when we're building businesses that are asset-based and an investment in an asset-based business. I mean, it's not even a question, yeah. right? Yeah. You're going to have to make an investment in that business. Yeah. And so, I mean, what if the business is us? What if we are the lid to the capacity of the business that we're building as visionaries and as coaches and as entrepreneurs? What is the investment that we need to make in ourselves? And I didn't know that naturally. You know, I thought that I needed to make an investment in um, how to learn how to be 
better at marketing or how to le learn how to be better at customer service or how to learn how to be better at reading a profit and loss statement. But I didn't understand how do I make an investment in myself? Yeah. <laughs> and so n not like recognizing that that's not a natural thing. It's something that somebody else is able to mentor us through. Yeah. And it's actually a learned thing and like leadership, a learned thing. Yes. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything that comes to mind when you think about like how you have really been able to help your clients or something that you would really love to continue to share with people that are thinking about any of the things that you help them with? What is something that comes to mind that you'd like to help? You just touched on it, leadership. And what I would say is self-leadership. I think there's so much talk around leadership and even personal growth. And to your point, when we are building a business that is based on us, we are the asset. How do you begin to invest in yourself? What kind of investment do you put in yourself? You know, yes, it's not to say the marketing, the sales, uh, trainings aren't good investments. Absolutely. We want to learn those things. But the truth is the um, degree to which we develop is the degree to which we can build our businesses. Yeah. Because yeah. our what we are exchanging for money is our power. That is the currency. And for me, that is built in upon self-leadership. One of the ways that I have expanded my business and myself personally, professionally, has been me up-leveling my self-leadership. What does that mean? Me being able to hold myself through the ups and the downs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> me being able to navigate my own thoughts, my own feelings, my emotions, my behaviors, my actions. Me cleaning up my standards for myself holding myself accountable, being accountable to me first and foremost right. before anyone right. else. Like being, you know, I hear a lot of people wanting accountability, but what if they're not there? Mm -hmm. Can I lead myself through? Can I lead yeah. myself through that? So that there's is a, a big piece. There's a couple things coming to mind. Um, one is with what you said about leadership and, um, I'm on a mission to add personal development or leadership for ourselves as a line item on business profit and loss sheets, because we have all these other investments, but if that's not a line item, then we don't even understand that a percentage of our income needs to be going back into that. And it wasn't a line item when I was taught about, you know, what, what percentage to go towards marketing and advertising or what percentage to go towards rent in a building, you know, back in the day when, <laughs> when it was more that kind of a thing, but creating it as a line item to recognize it needs a number. Yeah. We need to be willing to make that investment in ourselves. Absolutely. And, um, the other thing that's coming to mind is, um, the book, uh, by let's see, Don Miguel Ruiz yeah. that's called, um, the four agreements. agreements. Yeah. So when I first read that, when I was starting my journey, the first one was something like honor your word or integrity with your word. Does that sound? Yes. Being like with your word. Yes. Yeah. And what you were just saying about being accountable to yourself, that was what was this eye opener for me that I would make appointments with people. And then if somebody else that I deemed as more important would make an, would ask me for time, I would 
leave that space as available, even though I had already committed that time. And so I made this new commitment to myself that I was going to have integrity with my word. And if I said I was meeting someone at 10 o'clock, I was going to meet them at 10 o'clock. And it didn't matter if the president called, I was not available at 10 o'clock on that day, you know, pick a different time. And I couldn't believe how people in my inner circle tested me at levels that I didn't know I was going to be tested. You know, like the, the people that the relationships that I had in my life that weren't actually beneficial because they were testing me when I wanted to have integrity with my word and who was really the problem there, right? Me or them. (laughs) And so, um, is there anything else that comes up for you when, when you think about that? Yeah. When you say that two things come up. So I feel like there are two things. Yes. There's a testing because people are so used to getting their way whilst you are inconvenienced. It's okay. Your inconvenience, as long as they're fine, it's okay. And they're not doing this on purpose. They're not doing this maliciously. That's just it's right. the way it's it's worked. And now you're saying, wait, what? You can't meet me? Wait, no, you can't do what I want? Now, all of a sudden, they're inconvenienced. So yes, there's that test piece. And then the other piece for me, I believe, is when we set a standard for ourselves. When we make a decision, I feel like God, the universe is like, let's see if you really mean business. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see if you really mean business. And this is where the self-leadership comes through because all of the obstacles, all of the fears come up. What what are they going to think about you? What are they going to say? And can you walk yourself through to the other side? Can you uphold your standard? And I feel like that's part of the work. Most people retreat because it's hard work playing, pressing the edge of your comfort zone. It is like, it's not, it's not easy. It's simple. It's so like, speaking of that, yeah. speaking of that, what is pushing you at the edge of your comfort zone right now? Ooh, so I have, <laughs> I have a calling, right, to lead women into liberation in a way that I haven't been called before. My background is Nigeria. My parents are Nigerian. I was born in the United States. And within that culture, women, for the most part, you're always your father's daughter or your husband's wife. Mm -hmm. You hardly belong to who you are. You don't know who you are. So people, women are finding themselves just operating within these confines. And I am called to shatter that. That's amazing. I believe we won't be fulfilled. We will not be able to walk in our purpose if we are not fully expressed. I believe that is the purpose. Yeah. I just read somewhere that um, women making, let's say, less than 80,000 a year, it's actually like the new stay-at-home mom, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's really, that's not really women stepping into their purpose and calling. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, when I think about women on purpose, stepping into their calling, the world changes. Yeah. The world changes in a way that, oh my goodness. So we are, I'm part of this paradigm shift, if you will. I love that. I love What it is. I'm part of this paradigm shift. I've made a decision. It's not going to be something I read in the books and say, oh, history. I'm part of this history. I'm making this history. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Influence in new ways without having the same belief systems that we've had. Mm, yes. 
Yeah. It'd be amazing. I mean, the world would be different. We'd be making choices. I mean, I'm talking about the per the the person who's trapped in a marriage for the past 20 right. years. One of the reasons right. why she's in there is because, oh my God, culture says I can't. Or, oh my God, what am I going to lose financially if I do? What if you had the wealth? Right, right. What would you choose? So this is interesting. I didn't expect to go here. We'll see. <laughs> Um, so my mom had the wealth and still chose to stay to the detriment of her health. And because I, I believe today that she had emotional pain that was so intense, but her belief system would not allow her to leave. So when I think about those belief systems and how they can implement or impact mm -hmm in our lives and manifest potentially disease. Yes. It's big stuff. It it's, we're not talking about little stuff. No, we are not. No, we are not. And this thing has been, it's ingrained in us, in us from very young. Yeah. These belief systems. It's exactly why, like you said, you can have the wealth, but then still choose. Right. Cause most people are like, I can't leave because it's still the fear. It's the fear. Mm -hmm. But there's something about when you know who you are at the core mm -hmm. and you yeah. know you're okay and you're grounded in who you are and you understand your power and you know how to step right. into your power, right. the world opens up in a whole nother way for you. You know, I know what you're saying to be true. And I also feel like so many of the words that we say when we get to these points are like cliche or like, you know, like, oh. I've heard that before, but it doesn't really have the ability to have meaning until you're there. It's kind of like the whole walking around asleep. Like if you haven't actually done the work yeah. to get through your own fears, yeah. I, I, I just feel like, I mean, even when my husband and I talk on a different podcast that we have um, called Business Addicts and, and talking about addiction and overcoming addiction, you know, we'll say things loosely like we have tools and resources that we use <laughs> Like, we're not trying to hide anything. So when you're working with people and you say it's fears, it's fear. And it's like, okay, but I can help you, right? Like a person that understands and has done this work before is probably the best person to help you walk through this journey yeah. because trying to read about it or trying to understand the language that we're saying. Yeah, absolutely. It's like we have to go through it. You're, you're so right. And it's one of the things that I love about what I do because I've been there. Mm -hmm. I've been there. It's almost like I'm on the other side of the road and I'm saying to you, listen, yes, you can cross this. I know the road is busy, but here's mm -hmm. my hand. You can't, you can totally do yeah, it. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah. You can totally do it. I mean, I know what it feels like to be trapped in corporate and say, oh my God, what I have a mortgage. What's going to happen? Yeah. What are people going to say? I'm going to lose my title. I'm going to start from, from scratch. So how many people that work with you end up starting businesses? Ooh, I'll tell you. So I have, I run an event called Brunch with Bissy every other month like and whatnot. So this is part of the things that I thought it was only a thought. Who's going to want to sit and have brunch with me? Yeah. But I do this around the world now and just sit with women and we have deep conversations. I teach and all of that. The last one I had was uh, in Atlantic City in New Jersey, which was September 24th, which was a month ago, literally a month ago. 
And a young lady came, an attorney, and she thought, she, you could tell she was just so deep in thought and whatnot. So it was on a Saturday. The next Saturday, she sends me a message and she says, Bessie, since that conversation at brunch with Bessie, I've just been stirred up. And we had this conversation about building power of wealth. You have the power to build wealth. And she says, there's a snack that I make. It's a meat snack. I make this. I enjoy making it. And people love it. But I never thought in a million years I could monetize it. Jamie, she has so many orders right now for the holiday season. She's going to be making an extra $5,000 before the end of the year. Oh, my word. That's amazing. I mean, I, I was blown away. I was like, wait, what is happening? She moved into action, created samples that next weekend, took it to church, and people make, hey, orders. I have family coming. Can I get some? Yeah. Can I order some? <laughs> is, she, is she shipping? <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I do too. I do too. So, I mean, and that lights me up. That so lights me up. I had a gentleman who literally, he was in, he's in Nigeria. He lives in Nigeria. We work together in, um, in my past company out there. And he attended one of my programs, two weeks. That's it. And he stayed on my email list and whatnot. Anyway, so I see a picture of him on Instagram on this motorcycle and this huge arc. And it says, welcome to um, Bamako, Mali. He's in Mali, a different country entirely. I said, what are you doing out here? He rode out there on his motorbike from Nigeria to Mali. And I'm thinking, what's going on? How was that? And he says, it's not the end. The goal is the United Kingdom. He's riding to London on his bike. <laughs> And I'm like, what is going on? And he says, I've been meaning to reach out to you. You have been instrumental in helping me just break mm -hmm. out of my, my comfort zone because I've been enmeshed wow. in this thing for the past 10 years, trying to line my ducks in a row. And I thought, I'm not challenged anymore at work. I'm not, I feel like I'm not living. I just want to, mm -hmm. he's out there. And now his Instagram following is just growing and people are rooting for him. People are so inspired. That's awesome. Isn't it? Yeah. When you said that, it reminded me, and maybe I've shared this on the podcast already, but I've heard people reference corporate as soul sucking. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand again because I wasn't in it, but why are we staying? It's the fear. It's the conditioning. Let's put it this way. It's the yeah. conditioning, you know, that you're, why would you give up insurance benefits, the safety and security yes. for yes. a life. Yes. And even before that, we're conditioned up until that, that the pathway to success is you go to school, you get a degree and you get a job. You're preaching. I love this you because know? this is normally my lane. <laughs> you, bring it. You bring get it. a job. You check this, that, that, that's it. And if your parents mm -hmm. did that, that's also what you saw. Right. So that's your blueprint. And once you get in there, everybody is speaking the same language. This is it. Everybody's fighting for the same corner office. So everybody mm. starts doing things that are against who they are. Interesting. And it's not to say you can't be successful in corporate because you can. I was successful in corporate. Mm -hmm. However, I believe you must be able to be your authentic self. 
in any space that you're in. But corporate has a way of seeping into your soul Hmm. and just changing who you are. If you're not careful, if you're not grounded in who you are. And your magic is the soul, your essence, the essence of who you are. That is really powerful. Mm. When you think about the things that other people have done in business and that you tried because you thought, well, maybe this works for me if it works for somebody else. Is there something that comes to mind that you're like, that was not me? Mm. I should have known from the beginning, but I thought. So I'll put it to you this way. When I first started, it was, this is the business model. This is the way it's supposed to go. You have this one offer, you have this one thing, you have this one thing, and you deliver it this way. It has to be, oh my God, I'm creative. I want some, can I do something creative? No, you got to make sure it's this way. And one of the things that I did was brunch or busy. Yeah. You know, and that was something where, that, and I had the chatter for a long time. You, you want people to pay to have waffles with you? Really? Who's going to want to pay? I mean, who's, and it has been so, and what I did basically was just follow my heart, follow oh my, my inspiration. That let me, I love all things breakfast, brunch. I'm oh in goodness. this energy when I'm at brunch. And I know I'm a well of wisdom. So whoever is around me, all you need to do is draw, baby. That's it. Yeah. And the 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 breakthroughs. I mean, there's laughter. There's there's tears. There's just there's nurturing. There's gifts. So people leave heart filled, soul filled, belly full, and hands full because I'm also giving gifts. Hmm. You know, and and they're just walking away, changing their lives. So that the the teachings that I heard earlier on that there is one business model. This is the right. way it's supposed to be. You would get, be successful. This is a blueprint. That's a lie. Your blueprint is in your heart. I love that. Mm. It's in your heart and nobody gets it, which is another thing. We all, we also want people to get it. Do you get it? This is what it does not burn in their heart. Like it burns in yours. Right. Right. <laughs> so interesting. When I think about the brunch thing, which is funny, um, because like you said, you know, somebody else might look at it and say, well, this is not, this does not fit the blueprint. You can't do this. But when I went on a girl's trip a few years back, we had this plan to go eat breakfast and then we were going to go to the beach. And for some reason we didn't ever leave breakfast. Yes. <laughs> it was like breakfast just continued and continued. Yeah. <laughs> And so I get what you're saying. There was something about that moment where there were women in the room supporting each other. There was no place that we had to be after that. And so just that conversation could flow wherever it went and that we could be present for whoever was with us. And so I'm assuming that that is what it's like to have brunch with you. (laughs) Absolutely. I call it a sacred space. I call mm-hmm. it a sacred space because whatever is present comes through. I mean, women are coming in there and at first, sometimes they're on guard and then they realize I'm not alone. This is safe. I can actually be. And they realize, oh, wait a minute. I'm not the only one going through this thing that I'm going through. Yeah. The connections that happen. And I say to people, brunch or busy, I, can, I cannot plan it. And I try. I plan. Mm-hmm. I have little content. This is what I'm going to teach. I wear this is what I'm going to do. And right. then something totally different 
happens. The people that show up, sometimes I don't know who's shown up. They may have said yes, but something happens that day and they say, hey, I gave my ticket to somebody else. That's amazing. And that person connects with someone else who's in the room. I mean, I've had that. I've had someone who's been pregnant with a book for over a decade who came and she met her book coach at Brunch with Bissy. That's amazing. Done it right in her book. I mean, so if we could allow, get to know who we are, walk in the essence of who we are, listen to our hearts and have the courage to actually follow our hearts, that's our blueprint for success. That's amazing. I love that. Do you have anything else that you would like to let listeners know about? There's a whole lot. I could give your audience, your listeners a gift. Actually, I'd love to do that. Um, Sure. And I'd love to give them, let's see, I'd love to give them a three-day course where they can get their own fearless formula. This would, this three-day program basically is designed to create a fast and accelerated results where I show you how to reframe two of the most common fears and turn them into fuel for your freedom and for your success. So I'll give that to you all and um, I hope you enjoy it. It's amazing. With your energy, I think that anyone (laughs) would be interested because, and enjoy because, um, when you have someone that has authentic energy, mm. then it's inspiring. Absolutely. And permission to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what we are all wanting. Yeah. Permission yeah. to just be ourselves. Think about the little kids. They're like, no, I don't want that. I want to wear this. No, I. Right. They just want to be. Yeah. I have six boys, so I totally understand what you're saying. (laughs) They just want to just be, yeah. (laughs) And and we want them all to make make choices. And so it's like, okay, you each have your own voice. This is great. (laughs) Thank you very much for offering listeners that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me.